Episode 162 of the Hop Nation USA podcast, and we're here back on Zoom. As you can hear by the fact that I still have good audio, but the following guests, they may not. Or if by chance you're watching on YouTube rather than listening to the audio only version. That too. You, you have that option with these episodes. <laughs> and you are welcome. And speaking of bad audio, here comes Adam, <laughs> my co-host. <laughs> yes, uh, bad audio, bad takes, whatever you want, I've got that. Okay, you've got both. <laughs> and this week joining us as a special guest from the Might Be Brews podcast all the way from the other side of the state, we have Mr. Steve. Thanks for having me, guys. Uh, really uh, looking forward to being on and uh, having a good time here. Right on. Uh, previously, uh, Mr. Steve and his co-host John, we all appeared on a Fueled by Hops live cast, but and we had such a good time though that we decided, yeah, why not bring these guys back? And uh, we got one of them at least. So you got, you got half my 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 other half, John. He's stuck up in Massachusetts working, so uh, he's not able to make it. But he's got a trunk full of uh, treehouse beers ready to come back down to me. So I gotta forgive him for that one. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think that's a good enough penance. Yeah, yeah. Fair enough. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, with every episode of the Hop Nation USA podcast, so we start out by letting everybody know what we're drinking tonight. So I'll defer honors to our guests this evening. Mr. Steve, what's in your glass? Hey, that's me. I didn't pour it yet, but I got a little Stable 12 uh, Silver Fern, a little Dry Hop Pilsner. I uh, figured I'd start with a little Crispy Boy before I blow out my palate here. Uh, stable 12 is a good little brewery about 20 minutes up the road in a Phoenixville, PA, if you guys are ever down in this area, Phoenixville has a, a plethora of breweries literally in like a six-block radius. Uh, Stable 12, Root Down, Crowded, uh, Crowded Castle is another one they, that's like a street with breweries that you can hop back and forth to. So this is their Dry Hop Pilsner. Right on. Cool, cool. Do you happen to know what hops it was uh, dry hopped with? or? Uh, you stumped me on that one. Eh, you know, sometimes people talk about it, some people don't. <laughs> New Zealand dry hop pilsner brewed with Mon, uh, Moteca. Oh, okay. Neat. What do you have, Adam? So I, am, uh, I got something from the great state of West Virginia, uh, a state that we don't have on the show very often. No, we don't because they don't distro and they have like 30 breweries overall. <laughs> <laughs> right, exactly. Uh, but I, I, I took a little side trip over to, uh, to Weirton. To the Kroger, you know what I'm talking about, Steve. Yeah, I've been there. Yeah, uh, I'll check it out. They uh, they got picked over pretty good. No, 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 no. Because you're new to this game, that uh, Kroger doesn't get picked over good. They have shit selection. <laughs> <laughs> no, okay. Well, then it was both because there yeah. was all sorts of empty shelf space there. Yeah, but, uh, but I have I have something from uh, Big Timber Brewing Company out of Elkins, West Virginia. This is mm -hmm. their lager. Lager. I get it. Lager as in <laughs> trees and then lager as in German deliciousness. Yes. Yeah. Uh, have we had one of their beers on the show before? I felt like we might have had their porter or I've definitely drank it on my own. You, you know, may have drank it on your own because I don't know that we have had any West Virginia beers on the show before. It's possible we haven't. I know we've talked about, you know, certain West Virginia things happening like upping their uh, – 
allowable ABV limits, but yeah. in terms of beer itself, this might be the first one. No, not so, because we oh? had we had the home brewer Jake. Touche. Yeah. Touche. Okay. And so technically, he's a home brewer from West Virginia, so it's technically a West Virginia beer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I don't think I've ever had a West Virginia beer. You guys are talking about it. I I gotta go check that off my list. I gotta go find one now. Dude, they they are super hard because, like I said, like it's literally like thirty breweries in the state, mm-hmm. and then they don't distro to like. Uh, I mean, it, I don't know how much you've listened to our show, but a lot of the show is centered around me bootlegging from Ohio. <laughs> and But they don't distro to Ohio. They don't distro to PA. It's like, it's a real pain in the ass to find anything. And I think the most breweries you're going to find are in like Morgantown, which is right. like an hour and a half from us. So Yeah, that's a college town. So of course they're going to yeah. have some some breweries there. Yeah, so it's a real yeah. pain. It's a real pain in the dick to get beer I, from them for some reason. <laughs> I think Elkins is south of Morgantown. Yeah, possibly. Down seventy nine, a good bit more. Yeah, um, Adam. Next time yes. you happen to go out the Weirton Way, mm-hmm. go to the go to that Walmart that's out there. Okay. And that's where they keep the Country Boy from Kentucky. Oh, okay. Really? Yep. I didn't, I didn't yep. realize that you could get craft beer at walmart in west virginia you can get country boy and you can get like some dogfish head and that's about it <laughs> i mean hey i'll take country boy it's it's the weirdest distro but check it out because i also saw country boy just released a coconut hefeweizen Ooh, yeah so, that's weird but i might like that i know that's why i'm telling you <laughs> <laughs> i have a very i don't like coconut a lot I need just a smidge of coconut. Otherwise, I feel like I'm drinking suntan lotion. So <laughs> I, I get, might stay away from that. I get that. There's a there's a couple stouts that come out that way. Mm-hmm. It's like they get really slippery, slippery and oily, and they taste yep. like yeah, coconut yeah. or suntan. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no no head to be found whatsoever. Yeah. So what I'm drinking tonight comes to us from local Pittsburgh brewery, a little leaning cask, and it's a Greyhound, and it is their uh, bitter ale brewed with Earl Grey tea. Aha! Uh-huh. You found another gra- uh, Earl Grey tea beer. Oh, yes, I have. <laughs> nice. I I feel like I've been willing these into existence more and more. <laughs> being that for a while, like the first one I ever had was in 2015 from a brewery in Colorado, and then I never saw them again until I started bitching on the podcast all the time about not being able to get Earl Grey tea beers. <laughs> And now I've seen them from Abita, Shoe Brew, and now Leaning Cask has this one. Uh, it's pretty damn good, too. Like good. You, you can smell the tea, like, right up front, and it's nice and mild. Like, it's not overly malty, and it's not overly bitter or hoppy. It's just right down the lane. And then I just picked it up at uh, Market District. So Oh, okay. Yeah. That is our Wegmans for for you, Mr. Steve. <laughs> I understand. I, I don't know if you guys are familiar with Levante out by our end, but they do an Earl mm-hmm. Grey tea, tea beer. Um, if that comes back in a rotation, I'll make sure I set one aside for you. All right. Right on. I, I, I think we can uh, very easily do some exchanging here. Oh, absolutely. So if there's something that piques your interest, let us know. Uh, I Of the stuff I've had from out in the Pittsburgh area, I love the Dancing Gnome stuff. Mm-hmm. I think they, they do some really nice stuff. Uh, Brew Gentleman's another one that I've had uh, the pleasure of having some of their stuff. I really like their uh, their table beer. I thought was a, a an outstanding one that we had at a beer fest down here. 
So there's definitely uh, some good stuff going out there. And some good news for you is Brew Gentleman has finally started canning officially now. Nice. So hopefully they'll be able to widen their, their distribution out your way sooner rather than later. Or at the very least, we can send him something. Well, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and something that's not a Ziploc bag that's duct taped yep. up. <laughs> so, uh, yes. let's move on to news, notes, and neat. And we'll probably be a little Pennsylvania heavy on this one. I mean, that kind of makes sense. Everybody here is from Pennsylvania. Exactly. We got both sides of the state represented. So let's start with a story from the middle. (laughs) (laughs) Come on, State College. No, not that middle. All right. Not Center County, unfortunately, but close enough. No, uh, talking Hershey and Harrisburg. What about Enola? Uh, Well, they're more or less included in this. Okay. And you'll see why. But uh, they are launching a tourism program that's uh, very similar to kind of what we have out here with the Pittsburgh Brewers Guild and the Passport. But they're launching a uh, Brew Baron's Beer Trail app. Could you imagine trying to say that after your sixth stop? (laughs) I know. What a pain in the (laughs) dick. But yeah, it is. Basically, it's just a check-in app. Um, but it's centered around the breweries in that Harrisburg and Hershey area. And oh, very nice. Yes. Uh, the incentive for people to get check-ins, though, is that there's actual prizes to win. Oh, boy. Yeah. Really? <laughs> yeah. Do they get into what kind of prizes there would be? Uh, yes, I can tell you. <laughs> so for six check-ins, you'll earn the entrepreneur level. And that'll get you a collectible deck of Brew Baron's Beer Trail playing cards. Shit, I'll drink beer to get playing cards. Yeah, they they actually don't look too, like, they're not just cheaply made in the fact that they just have a logo on the back. They actually spent some time doing some art for the face cards as well. Nice. So it's not total trash. Like it's, <laughs> um, For 12 check-ins, you'll get, a, uh, you'll get an ale can glass which is basically like those glasses that uh, Fury puts out. They look like they look like a beer can, but it's a glass. Oh, okay. Spoonwood has something similar. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I just know how the one – there you go. Mr. Yeah, Steve that has is. One. Kind of. Mr. Steve has one on the video element. Watch on YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> and then listen thinking, to the podcast so we get two listens. Yeah, double dip, please. Yeah. I was just thinking the one I have is from Fury, but yeah. But 12 check-ins, you'll get one of those. And then 17 check-ins, you'll actually get like a stainless steel growler with some Brew Baron art on it. Really? Yeah. Not now, not it, too does that shabby. have to be at, at different breweries or just beers? Or how do they constitute a check-in? Different, different breweries. So it's got to be okay. 17. It's like there's about 20 or so locations you can check in out there. Okay. Yeah, like there's, a, there's like two tattered flags that you could go to in the area. Mm-hmm. But I, I think they're only counting one tattered flag. So like it, you can't go to both and get double check-in, I don't think, but maybe you can, but essentially. I, want, I say, is there a way, does the brewery have to also, you know, kind of acknowledge that you checked in? Cause no, it's reality, just, you, you could just drive to each brewery, check in and then leave again. I think it's it's kind of an honor system in a way, okay. but it's based on your uh, location on your phone. Mm-hmm. 
And if you're, if you don't want to turn your location on, you can submit photos of receipts and they'll still give it to you. Oh, all right. I actually really like that. Yeah. Sounds like a challenge. Yes. Yeah, it is. (laughs) Um, (laughs) But you know, you, you mentioned Enola PA Mm -hmm. 10 minutes outside of Harrisburg and yes, pizza boy is one of the breweries you can check in. Uh, You also have uh, evergreen zero day trogues, of course. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Springgate, Rubber Soul, Rotunda. So you, you got a good list of breweries that you can, you know, bounce around down there and check. If in you from. can't find a good beer, that's your fault. Yeah, that's really your fault. <laughs> <laughs> Is there anything in Anola besides Pizza Boy? No. I can't think of anything. I don't th- I've, I've asked people for years, like, <laughs> but everybody knows Anola. Only right. <laughs> chocolate smells. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> We have another opening, sort of, and we'll talk about a little bit how that opening has been affected, but Acclamation Brewing is tried, attempted to open in Pittsburgh. Are, are those the ones that are in, there in Verona? Yes. Okay. Yes. All right. Verona's second brewery after Intergroove. Yes. Yes. So I'm glad to, glad to hear and glad to see that they're, they're finally opened, quote unquote. Yeah. Uh, so last weekend they were supposed to do their soft open and then government said none of that and <laughs> shut it down. <laughs> so they, they basically resorted to selling growlers. Uh, looks like the same thing is going to go on this weekend, especially now that there's been a new release from Tom Wolf that we'll talk to talk a bit about, mm-hmm. but uh, yeah, acclamation, they, they got their feet on the ground, so to speak. Well, yeah. they they wouldn't be the first Pittsburgh brewery that would start with just growler fills, right? Because yeah. I know Abjuration did the same thing. Yeah, Abjur- Yeah, and that was even prior to you know any kind of pandemic, anything. Right. That was just the the way the red tape fell on them. Right. So yeah, they're uh, but they're feet on the ground and they're selling sixteen or sixty four ounce growlers for sixteen bucks, and thirty two ounce growlers for eight bucks. And they seem to have launched with a pretty decent lineup. So they Good. have like uh they have a wheat IPA, they have a hazy IPA, they have something called just beer, which is five percent. So I imagine that's a Pilsner. <laughs> uh they and they have a Blondale. So there there's a little something for everybody. Good. In that in that sense. But yeah. Uh unfortunately there is again this uh, lockdown that's keeping people out of breweries and that sucks <laughs> it does it does you want to get into that steve we may as well just... i was going to say not not including the pandemic pandemic even it's not a bad business model to really just release with the growlers you keep your overhead down you get your beer out there to a bunch of people and, and you still get your uh your customer base build up a little bit by getting people to try your beers. Mm-hmm. There's a brewery in Coatesville brand new in March. They opened uh, called animated brewing and you know, they opened right in the middle of all this, but they were able to put some crowlers together and deliver some crowlers to some people. So they got uh, their feet in the ground. They got at least a little forward momentum rolling so that hopefully when we do open up, even though we're seeming to be going a little backwards today with the new news that, uh, they're cutting down capacity in restaurants, no more just drinking at bars, you know, 
hopefully they can keep momentum going so that when we are back to green, um, they got some built-in fans. Yeah, I, yeah, and like we mentioned, like abjuration started that way, and they're able to get their name out, you know, that way and through beer fests. So yeah. it's a it's a shame that there aren't more beer fests, you know. But we can't have those right now. No. <laughs> um, <laughs> But yeah, we can't yeah. have anything right now. Yeah, I can't have we really anything. shouldn't have beer fest, even when there's no pandemic going on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, they're pretty. Yeah, they're pretty gross to begin with, but you know. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, uh, best of luck to Acclamation. They've they've been doing their best to try to struggle and get open. As you know, again, Altered Genius went through the same kind of growing pains, mm-hmm. and they were able to, able to open in the pandemic. So. Uh, <laughs> here's best of luck to you. Yeah, best yes, of luck yeah. to y'all. Good luck. Um, but yeah, so the the latest mandate, though, as Mr. Steve mentioned, is keeping the the patronage to twenty five percent capacity now. And those in not in the state or not in the know, it was formerly fifty percent. Right. So we have stepped backwards. Yeah, and then the new rule is that you have to serve food on premises. You can't just be a bar. So that that works for some breweries like Spoonwood. They've got a, you know, they've got a good menu. They've got a good mm-hmm. restaurant space. And, you know, Mindful would also fall into that. But I, uh, there's a lot of spaces that rely on food trucks. And I, I just, I'm not clear on how that works. And I, I have a hunch that it was left ambiguous for a reason. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it's the the way it read. It said dine in options. It didn't say food on premise. It said dine in. So I mean, you can, I, you can, I, I've dined on bags of potato chips before, and you can technically eat a pizza inside of abjuration. So I've seen it. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know. I wish I wish that was a little more clear, but on the other hand, maybe it's better that it's not. <laughs> was Was there any timetable set uh, of how long this would be in effect, or is it just un- until further notice? This one seems like an until further notice, as far as I can tell. Yeah, this one was more done in anticipation of spikes. Okay. Because, uh, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, Mr. Steve, but you, your Philadelphia area was supposed to open up July 11th. Uh, and pretty much everything did except for Philadelphia city itself. They were like a week behind, uh, the rest of it. Okay. Okay. So this seems like more of just a lockdown statewide of just like, Mm -hmm. you know what, let's coast at this level and see if that's okay. Right. Because obviously here in Pittsburgh, we've been seeing a, a bit of a spike yeah, well, here in Pittsburgh, we had some misbehaving, too. So We did. <laughs> we did. So it's best to just, you know, I people hate it, but it's best to nip it in the bud as quickly mm-hmm. as possible because otherwise you wind up with Florida. <laughs> right. Yes. And, and it's so tough to tell. Is this people, is it Pennsylvanians going out on vacation and getting it and bringing it back? Is it other people coming into PA? Is it just PA not? going through the proper procedures of mask and staying apart. It's so tough to tell where the spikes are coming from. Mm-hmm. And I wouldn't be surprised if it's a combination of all three. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Well, I mean, some of the photographic evidence that emerged from the bars here in uh, Pittsburgh, yeah. but you can tell that's at least one spot. <laughs> yeah. Carson Street here in Pittsburgh is an incubator. Yeah. Carson Street. And then it was like lefties and then a lot of places in Bloomfield. And that mm. wasn't necessarily the Allegheny County residents, but that was residents from Washington, Westmoreland, Butler, and Beaver all converging on those bars that were finally open again and then just yeah ugh. <laughs> thank god i'm not 25 anymore <laughs> <laughs> yeah i could just stay at home and drink a beer and be okay with that yeah yeah absolutely okay. i mean this, yeah this this all sucks i wish we didn't have to do all this but i'm okay with the alternative of just you know grabbing a four pack and drinking it at home mm-hmm. yeah, I, i've absolutely. gotten used to this i'll be honest to sit on the back deck and have a cold one. Yeah, it's not bad. Final thing we wanted to touch on was the Black is Beautiful beers. And I know we've had a, we have a number of ones that were being brewed and they're coming out in this area. Uh, Mr. Steve, what's going on in the Philadelphia area? I, I saw that um, Harris out of Harrisburg, they did two collaborations, one with Trogues and one with Love City. Yeah, I had just literally heard about that Harris Family Brewing this week, and I didn't get a real chance to dig into them. But it looks like they're not even quite open yet, but they're still trying to do some collabs with a couple different people. Um, I know in my area, Sly Fox's Black and Beautiful just came out this week, and I believe Laramira Brewing in Chester, PA, theirs came out, I think, last week. I haven't gotten a chance to sample any of them yet, but uh, I'll be looking for them as soon as I get out to those different establishments to definitely try one. I think it's a great idea. I might be bruised. We talked to Marcus from Weathered Souls Brewing um, on one of our video podcast episodes, and it's a great idea. It's it's so simple, and I love it when the beer community comes together, uh, similar to the way they did for the All Together with the uh, uh, from other half. Um, mm-hmm. Now proceeds to the different people that were out because of the pandemic. Um, and hopefully the money that's coming from this black and beautiful project can get out to the people that, uh, that it can help them out. Yeah. Uh, I know our friend, uh, Dennis from first sip, he just collaborated with couch and abjuration and they did their brew this week. So we have a little bit of time to wait for it to actually come out. Um, just back to Harris family brewing. It looks like they're really close to opening. Mm-hmm. Like if you check their face, <laughs> which is, it's nice. Cause like they've been at the past two fresh fest festivals mm-hmm. and last year they had a really killer smoked ale. Yes. So that was a really good one. Yeah. So it's like you keep waiting and waiting for them to, you know, get open and they're, they're finally close. And then obviously pandemic has probably held them up but yeah mm-hmm. yeah they're definitely very close yeah and i know here in pittsburgh uh, hitchhiker ha- as their black is beautiful beer out this week i believe okay yeah i figured we i thought there was one that was already out but i don't remember who and that i knew hitchhiker was coming down the line that is this week it's coming out yeah because i know there was a little uh social media tussle with, yeah Ugh. yeah <laughs> just andy calling out a karen so <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <It> was, yeah. 
But is that is that official? Is Andy the male Karen? Is that's the official? No, no, Karen? no, no. And no, Andy is the brewer at Hitchhiker, and he was calling oh, out. Okay. He was oh, calling yeah. out a Karen, okay. taking had, taking people to task. Yeah, yeah. as he should. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh yeah. He, yeah. It's just like, well, then don't drink our beer and go fuck yourself. <laughs> <laughs> if you don't like what this supports, don't buy it. Right. You don't have to comment on it. Just stop. Just mm-hmm. leave it alone. Yeah, I think that's about it for yes. the news. And sorry if that was a little Pennsylvania heavy for our listeners in Virginia and <laughs> California. And that's all right. We'll get you eventually. And Russia. And <laughs> <laughs> our one. Russian listener base. Yeah, we got like three listeners in Russia and one listener in Qatar. So you know this this segment just went completely over their heads. <laughs> we'll bring it back. We'll we'll bring it back for them eventually. Hey, they're they're you know the the one one of the guys from Russia might be he might be from Bradford, and this is his only connection back to the Commonwealth. Yeah, he's an expat. <laughs> there you go. So uh, let's come back to our beers, and we'll round out this segment and head on forward. Uh, I really enjoy this leaning cask beer. It's uh, I mean, it's not overly sweet. The, the differences I've found in the four Earl Grey tiers, tea beers I've been able to have is this one is the most like that original one from caution that I had. Oh, the, okay. Yeah. The shoe brew one was meant to mimic Millie's ice cream. Mm-hmm. So it was very, very sweet and very lactose heavy. I believe the one from Abita had also like a twist of lemon in it. So it had a little bit of that just tartness to it. So that doesn't sound bad though. No, it wasn't. It was like the one thing I can say about all of these Earl Grey tea beers is that they're all morning drinkers. (laughs) You can start your, you can start your day because they're just refreshing and light. (laughs) I like it. Put it, park it right next to a coffee porter. Indeed. Thanks. So I'll uh, I'll jump in with the uh, this big timber, the lager, lager. I mean, it's it's a lager pills. It's not going to be exciting. It's not supposed to be exciting, but I enjoy it. Uh, this is a this is a good everyday beer. I, if you're out on the grill and you need something to drink while you're flipping burgers or flipping steaks, I think this is a good beer to grab. I uh, I I would recommend it, and I've got a couple more in the fridge, but probably not for much longer. Fair enough. Nice. <laughs> so my uh, my stable twelve silver fern, I, I'd say good, not great. Uh, to me, the the dry hop is taking over the pilsner a little bit. I'm getting a little too much juiciness, uh, not mm. enough clarity, not enough dryness, not enough crispness from the crisp boy, as they like to say. <laughs> um, but it's not bad. I would drink it again, but I wouldn't go out of my way to grab to grab it. Right on. Right on. All right, well, we're going to wrap up this segment, and we'll come back with segment two, and then we're going to have a little podcasting segment. Now that we have a representative from the other side of the state, we're going to do a State of the Union of the Podcasting USA of Pennsylvania of something of whatever. (laughs) Way to to sell it, Steve. Hell yeah. (laughs) All right, we'll be right back. First Sip Brew Box is a -a one-of-a-kind subscription service for craft beer lovers based right here in Pittsburgh. Every month, First Sip will send you a box full of craft beer enthusiast essentials, including t-shirts, glassware, and even food. Right now, our friends at First Sip Brew Box have an offer for you. Just sign up for a three-month subscription and get your fourth month 
free. Just enter the code HOPUSA when you sign up at FirstSipBrewBox.com. That's H-O-P-U-S-A at checkout to get your fourth month free at FirstSipBrewBox.com. Welcome back to episode 162 of the Hop Nation USA podcast. And we're still here with our guest host, Mr. Steve, which is different from me. I will just be called Big Steve on this episode. <laughs> I was going to say, you, you have the editing ability. You can pipe anything you want in. I know. I'm, I'm just saying, he's going to be Mr. Steve. I'll be Big Steve. I think, you know, at six foot six, I usually get to claim that. <laughs> I believe that is correct, yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah that's un- good. Until we get into the NBA. <laughs> <laughs> when you guys do your From the Bubble episode. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man! Now you got me thinking. We could definitely do an episode like that. Yeah. <laughs> well, in the meantime, we'll just keep doing our episodes as we are. <laughs> right. I think that's the way to go. But that means we come up with another beer. What is everybody drinking now? So I'll go first. This is from Four Seasons Brewing out of Latrobe. This is their Lime Lager. Five uh, percent ABV, thirty IBUs. I. It's got limes in it, and it's a lager. There you go. Okie doke. I haven't cracked it open yet. I'll let you know as soon as I take a sip. I didn't know anybody else was allowed to have a brewery in La Trobe. <laughs> uh, they are now. <laughs> yeah, now that Rolling Rock is kicked rocks off the jersey. Right. So uh, I cracked open a Midnight Crunchy from Other Half Brewing. Oh, Nice. Buckle up here. It is an imperial granola Berliner Weiss with blueberry, blackberry, blackcurrant, almonds, toasted coconut, after I just talked about not liking coconut, <laughs> vanilla, maple, cinnamon, and milk sugar. It's your basic Berliner fruited up. I don't get much of the coconut. It's got this beautiful red color. It's tasty. I can't drink more than one of them in a sitting. Uh, <laughs> I actually prefer to share these kinds of beers. Yeah. I'll put beer in quotes even. Um, <laughs> but, I, but it says it's given me. What, uh, what was the ABV on that? 7.4. Oh, my. So it's an imperial. Don't leave it in the sun or else it'll blow up on you. Yeah, mm-hmm. all those things. Below 32 degrees <laughs> yeah. or it's a hand grenade. Yeah. <laughs> all that fun stuff. <laughs> so Hop Nation Steve. Yes. There. No, no, you, Big uh, Steve. I like oh, Big I'm Steve. sorry. Big Steve. Big Steve, what are you drinking? <laughs> I found something just hanging out in the fridge. I wasn't even – I had to think about where it came from for a second. But uh, I have this mule fuel. Oh, I know exactly where that came from. Yeah, well, I know now. But, you know, <laughs> in, in honor of our friend Ryan who from Fueled by Hops who brought us together, Ryan actually left this in Adam's fridge, and then I took it from Adam because it is a double IPA, and that's not Adam's style. Not in the least. Uh, on top of it being a double IPA, though, it's a double IPA that is uh, conditioned on mango, passion fruit, lime, and vanilla. Mm. That's why, for those at home watching on the YouTube, it looks like a glass of pineapple juice. Because <laughs> basically it is. It's really good, though. It's really fruity. It's approaching too sweet, but... I guarantee it's not as sweet as Mr. Steve's Berliner Weiss. No, I actually got a cavity just now. <laughs> it is definitely sweet. <laughs> so who was the Mule Fuel a collaboration between? 
It is a collaboration between Aslin out of Virginia mm-hmm. and uh, Burgeon Brewing, which is out of Carlsbad, California. Ah, I've never heard of uh, the California one. No, neither am I. Me either. I had to look it up. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, at least I'm in good company. Right. Yeah, at least I looked it up and had that info ready. Because <laughs> <laughs> he knew it was coming. Yeah. I believe I win ABV this round, though, because it is 8-5. So. Yes. Yes, yeah. absolutely. <laughs> so I, I have had the opportunity to take a couple of sips of this, uh, this Four Seasons. Uh, not bad. If you like lime, it's got some lime to it. I don't think it has an obnoxious amount of lime, but there is a definite lime flavor there. Okay. So, it, yeah, it's not obnoxious. It's kind of a, I mean, a, on the label, it shows a guy cutting the grass, which that makes sense. This seems like a after the grass cutting beer. Mm-hmm. It's kind of a, a cool down, a coast down. So, not bad. So, not it's, bad not a, it's not a key lime beer, but it is just like a twist. Correct. Correct. And they, they avoided using the word cerveza because they're not a Mexican brewery. In Mexico, right. <laughs> not Jags. It's, it's just a lime lager. It yeah. doesn't have to be anything more or anything less. Yeah, I do not. I do uh, not love when American breweries say Mexican style lager or cerveza. It's just like, <laughs> just say beer with lime. That's all you mean. It's okay. <laughs> I wonder if they were going after the Bud Light lime market a little bit with that, just to maybe grab a couple, couple of sure. converts over. Oh, sure. Oh, sure. I'll tell you what market they're not going after is the Bush Light Apple. <laughs> Has anybody seen that? Yeah. I've seen it. I literally don't know what it is. It, is it, it a cider? It, is it beer with apple? It's it's Bush's answer to Red's Apple Ale. Okay. Yeah. But isn't Red's Apple Ale an Anheuser-Busch product anyways? I don't... I, it's, it's not, it, it should be. It's shittier version than... I mean, and I know it's tied to one of the macros. Yeah, I, I believe it is tied to one of the macros. I just don't know which. But yeah, it's it's actually it's, you know what? It's Miller Coors. Yeah. So then yeah. this this is the answer to Red's Apple Ale. So I stand corrected. Yes. And it's it's the obvious desperation of macros to try and garner people who are drinking seltzers and fruity ales and stuff and. I don't know if either you saw this, but the way they promoted it is they promoted it by doing a parody of the iPhone Steve Jobs conferences. Oh, with the uh, the blue jeans and the black turtleneck? More or less, yeah. On a, on a big screen that shows off all the technical innovations. A joke that's nine years too late. <laughs> <laughs> Just like this beer? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I don't remember Bush uh, doing commercials ever. Or promoting anything. I know, right? Well, now they've promoted with a three-minute video about shitty beer. <laughs> it's amazing. Nice. <laughs> so I was at the beer store uh, earlier today uh, picking up some beers. In fact, this uh, Four Seasons came came from there today. And they had just a, a basket of the, the Keystone Light. Uh, it's a lime strawberry beer. It's had a basket there, 99 cents a can. It's like, well, I hate myself enough, I'll uh, get one. you got to try one for a buck. Right, for a buck, I'll try it. And if I don't yeah. like it, I'll throw it in the woods. I won't actually throw it in the woods. Right. I'll finish it. That's littering. Yeah. You'll recycle your can. <laughs> yeah. I'm just littering in my own yard. Right, like a dickhead. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, I got sucked in by the basket of beer. They got me on that one. Yeah, I can see that. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, Did I've, you try it yet? 
I have not. I have no. not. I was tempted to bring it on the show, but I figured I'd be well just left off the podcast. Steve would just <laughs> I might have muted me. you. <laughs> <laughs> Covered it up. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I, I assume that is going after the like the natter day market. Oh, for yeah. sure. Yeah. Well I mean if you have it between now and next episode, you can talk about it, but you know. Not as okay. a feature. <laughs> no, no. That, that'll be a follow-up. That'll be a neat. <laughs> right. Well, if it's decent. If it's decent. I'll have to go get some Natterday and I can do a comparison. Well, one, one time we'll do an episode of Shitty Beer. But uh, I mean, if we, if we were actually going to have college in the fall, we could definitely have a college beer episode. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> but... I'll take my online classes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right. Well, let's move along. And let's get into something we wanted to talk about. It's not often we actually get to have other podcasters on our show. I mean, at this point, I think it's only been Jason Zircone and uh, Michael Moeller. Mm-hmm. So I believe you got, you know, might be Bruce, might be the third podcast we've had on our show. Because we don't count Dennis. No, no. Dennis started podcasting after us. Right. We started him. <laughs> we invented him. We made him. <laughs> uh, but yeah, go check out the Daily Sip. And then... Oh, we also had Anthony from the main Damie, but they're not a beer podcast. No. Yeah, they're a movie podcast, but that's it. And we, also had it we also had In Poor Taste on as well. So really, oh, yeah. we've had a bunch of podcasters on, <laughs> but in terms of beer podcasts, two or three? Yeah, I got a shitty memory. <laughs> uh-huh, who's, got, who's got goldfish brain now? Me, this time. <laughs> but uh yeah, we just wanted to give you a chance, Mr. Steve, to talk about your podcast and you know, what you guys are doing at Might, at Might Be Brews on your side of the state. So on our side of the state, Might Be Brews, uh, it is birthed from John, my partner in crime. He used to host uh, bottle shares at this little bar down the street called Frank's. And Frank's used to give us their basement. They say... Give us 10 bucks. We'll make you some pizzas. You guys can bring all the beer you want and stay out of our way and do whatever you want down in the basement. So it became this big bottle share. There'd be 10, 15 people there. Everybody bring a couple beers. You try a little of everybody's. And as we were there, we found ourselves entertaining. And it was like, you know, I, I pay to listen to us talk at this bottle share. So that was kind of the birth of the idea. Um, John's brother, our producer, Taylor, he runs a podcast network called Might Be News. Uh, he started his podcast after the last election to get some stuff off his chest. He did a season of just spewing out whatever came out of his brain politically, <laughs> but then discovered, you know, the political podcast. You're, whatever side you're on, you're cutting out half the people. So he decided he had enough of that. He wanted to make a new show that was non-political. There was always good news. There were some album reviews. It was a lot lighter. And he started getting a lot more listeners. Um, So it was just that one show. They decided to expand. Uh, So the three guys do the new show. Their three wives decided to do a ladies show. They called it um, Relatable Radio. They added a sports show. uh, They added a music show. And they added our beer show might be bruised, which is where the might be comes from. Uh, so there might be news, might be sports, and now might be bruised. So our goal it was, as we started to uh, to put our podcast out, was just what would you hear at a, pod, at a bottle share if you came to a bottle share with us? 
we're going to open our beers. We're going to talk about our beers. We're going to talk about whatever beer news is going on. Did you, did you try this new place? Did you, did you uh, get this new beer from these guys? That's a really good beer. Um, what new place is going to open? What new place is going to close? Where do you go to buy your beer? Where's a good spot? Uh, do you have any mules that go up to Treehouse or down to Burley Oak or any of that kind of stuff? Uh, <laughs> and we just kind of expanded from there. We met some friends in the industry. We started having different breweries come on. Um, we had some breweries come to us. We went out to some breweries, which is something I'd like to get back to here who knows when, but hopefully soon that was one of my favorites was to be able to go out to breweries and try the beer there and talk to the brewer and talk to the owners and really get into their business and, and what they feel about beer. Um, that was a, a pleasant surprise to me talking to different breweries and brewmasters and owners and head brewers. What did they feel about beer? What's in their mind when they're putting out beer? Uh, there's a guy uh, down the street from us that, really focuses on traditional styles, Kolsch's, lagers. They put out a Maybach. That, when's the last time you saw a brewery release a Maybach? Most places aren't doing that. Um, but that's what they're passionate about. That's what he grew up with. That's the beers that he really likes sharing with the world. So to be able to get in these guys' brains and really see beer how they see beer uh, is a gift for me and John to both experience with, with these guys. And we hope to get back to it as soon as we can. Yeah, I think uh, that's more or less our origin story as well. Uh, instead of bottle shares, it was just at bars. Arguing. And tailgates as well. I can yeah. remember a few instances yeah. where the, the beer conversation started dragging more and more people in. Yeah. And just basically you attract people with arguing and talking about beer uh, but we also found the same thing of when we go to breweries and we talk to brewers like it's a lot more of a rewarding thing to just listen to somebody's story about how they were able to start their business because I that's mean, their passion that's their life that's you know right, right. i mean i could i could doing with their being i could listen to anybody's story about starting a business it's just we happen to focus on beer currently mm -hmm. uh, but yeah so Moving, uh, moving more into what's going on right now, uh, you talked about how it sucks and it's hard to get in touch with breweries. I mean, two weeks ago, we were able to wrangle something together with Couch. You know, they they were you know nice enough to be able to get their beers to us, and then we talked to them over Zoom. And it, everybody's hurt my feelings about Zoom. I hate it. It doesn't have the same energy. Right. But how have you guys uh, found yourselves, found your show adapting to podcasting during the pandemic? So we really got caught with our pants down, if you're all being honest. When this thing hit in March, it was like, all right, we can't podcast. What do we do? So we found the Zooms, and I forget that we use a different program, but I forget what it's called. But um, the same kind of thing. It's video that we found that pushes out to Facebook Live. So basically, that's what we were doing for the, you know, since March it has been these Facebook live videos that pop up live so that you can click on them. And it's us talking to different people. Now, the cool thing about it is we've gotten to talk to some people that we might not have talked to if it wasn't through the Facebook Zoom thing. We got in touch with the guys from Equilibrium up in New York. We had them on the show. 
I don't know if we would have made it a, a, taken a road trip up to Equilibrium Tang with those guys. Now, maybe someday we would have, but this platform allowed us to spend an, a, an hour with these guys, even though we didn't get to have their beers all at the same time and talk about them. We still got to talk to them. We still got to get the word out of their product out to our audience, which is pretty southeastern Pennsylvania heavy. So getting to talk to those guys through this was cool. Uh, another thing that we got to do is our setup, we're limited to six windows. We can only have six heads on at the same time. Well, we had five different breweries that were like, oh, I haven't talked to so-and-so from Stolen Sun Brewing in a while. I haven't talked to Locust Lane Brewing in a while. And we put those guys all on the screen and just let them go for an hour and a half. <laughs> That's the best <laughs> podcast. You don't have to do anything. Uh, John and I, would we'd click in and say, hey, tell me about what you got coming up. Boom, and click us off and let them go for another 10, 15 minutes. <laughs> and hearing the love and the the respect that all those guys have for each other and the how tight the brewing world is, you know, they all told stories of, yo, our can delivery didn't show up, but this guy hooked us up. He had extra crawlers. He sent them on over without a second thought, you know, our grain didn't come in. Boom. These guys sent grain over to the other guys. Just hearing those stories and getting more of the people behind the beer. I think really, I think the audience really liked that. And we ended up taking that episode specifically and pushing that out to our podcast uh, platforms, um, Stitcher, Apple, all the different podcast platforms. It doesn't sound as good, which sucks. Uh, when I first, when we first approached the idea of the podcast, I had heard a lot of bad sounding podcasts that I didn't want to be one of those bad sounding podcasts. And I was so thankful that, uh, Taylor, our producer, he's a stickler. He really likes the podcast to, to really sound good. I mean, that's his bread and butter. He wants those things to sound crisp and and have all the levels right and not make it a chore to listen to. Um, so I was glad we were able to do that. We're not going to get the great quality from the Facebook Live pushing it to the, to the podcast, but it's still a way for us to get it out um, to the people a little bit. Uh, and I also know without people working a little bit, that's where I listen to most of my podcasts, either going to or from work or actually mm -hmm. at work. So I know viewership was probably down for a lot of people because of that, but hopefully we picked up a little bit of that pushing those Facebook, uh, live videos out. I think people are a little bit more apt to click on a live video that's right in front of them than to go through the extra two or three steps sometimes to download the podcast to whatever they got to listen to it on. So have, have you guys been able to do any any face-to-face -face, uh, podcast or in-studio uh, at all since March, or has it all been Zoom and Facebook-based? It's all been Zoom and Facebook-based. Facebook-based. Uh... <laughs> That's a tough one, isn't it? <laughs> Facebook-face, I think is what I said the first time. But yeah, we haven't. <laughs> and um, so we normally go on break right around this time. We're actually doing our season finale this uh, Friday. Mm. Um, and then I go on vacation, John goes on vacation, we'll come back in the fall and hopefully we will be able to sit down face to face with each other and, uh, get some people in and get back to our, our normal podcasting route. Cause I think mm. as the Facebook live thing does bring in different viewers, I think it'd be better used a little sparingly, uh, once every two months, as opposed to every other week, which we've been putting out now. We, we've been able to two, do two uh, in-studio podcasts 
And I, 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 I guess I never realized the difference in energy between doing it over Zoom versus face-to-face until we got back at the same table, obviously different ends of the table and all that. But it was a completely different energy. Mm-hmm. And, and for me, I can't wait to get back to that. Yeah. It's so much easier to talk to somebody. You're not, oh, are you going to talk? There's so much more of a natural flow of conversation when Mm -hmm. a guy is three feet from you or six feet, whatever we're doing, than through the video and my audio is cutting out and that video is cutting out and somebody's got a dog barking in the background. (laughs) I'm surprised mine hasn't come in here yet or kids running in and out or whatever's going on. Say, do you have a a cat count or a dog count of how many animals have come through the videos? (laughs) I think we're up to about four cats. Four cats and one dog at least. Yeah. My dog is literally getting a haircut on the other side of the door here. So <laughs> if you hear yelp, that means my wife got him with the clipper. <laughs> it also helps when one of the hosts isn't a floating head that you just can't even see. Yeah, that helps too. <laughs> ha 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 ha. Yeah, eventually we're going to have to get you back out of the computer. I don't know uh, what the opposite of assimilate is, but disassociate let's, from the uh, computer. Let's revisit that in two weeks, and we'll see if there might be a new solution. A new solution? A new solution. Oh. Papa been spending. (laughs) Oh, okay. Are you going to add a body to the floating head as well? No. (laughs) All right. (laughs) Just jumping back, though, like, have you actually seen... You're mentioning how the Facebook Live videos have been a different outlet for you, and it's been drawing in some new listeners have you seen any actual uh, growth with your show or have you seen more drop off or is there anything else that you're looking to kind of correct for because i know you know you're talking about how bad audio quality is and that was one of my biggest fears of jumping to putting out zoom podcasts is that the audio quality was for sure going to suffer it's why we never did them in the past but we did take advantage of talking to people that we haven't before mm-hmm. through that. But you know, have you noticed any kind of growth or one way or the other uh, because of the, the pandemic? I feel like our growth was a little sharper before it hit. We're still growing, but I feel like it, it flattened the curve a little bit, so to speak. Um, yeah, cheesy reference there. But um, I feel like it just wasn't quite as sharp as the path that we were on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I would say because I think we've seen the same thing of we've very much plateaued during this pandemic. And I don't know if that's just because people don't necessarily want to dedicate time to podcasts or find new things. They just don't have the energy for it or our audio quality isn't drawing in new listeners. Right. And I don't blame them for that. The, the one thing I will say is it, it seems like there are more spikes in, in, our, in our listens where it seems like somebody's going in and just downloading the entire catalog yeah. to, to catch up on everything. I, I think there has been an increase in that of people yeah. kind of going back and catching up. Yeah, and I think, yeah, I think there's a lot of that, and I think there's a lot of people who want to do that because they want to hear the show pre-pandemic. Like, yes. You know, what do they sound like before? And mm-hmm. for us, we definitely have a way better show before this. Yes. I'm sorry, it just is. 
<laughs> has nothing to do with the guests. Yeah, it has nothing to do with the guests. We, you know, if right, we, guys. Sure. <laughs> if we could do road trips to Equilibrium and you know P, uh, Philadelphia and other places, we totally would. But like, yeah, that's why we've totally avoided those kind of things until now. Mm-hmm. But I do see the value in taking advantage of that. Yeah, you know, because having. You you also said you had uh, Marcus from Weathered Souls on. So, yeah, there's definitely value in being able to talk to people you normally wouldn't. Right. And Yeah. There's think, no way we were road tripping down to Texas. Hell no. <laughs> no, no. That's off limits for quite some time. Yeah. Right. But so, I, 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 I think the, I think at least is that we're all kind of been leveled on the same playing field. Mm-hmm. that there's hardly anybody doing good audio podcasts at the moment. So there's right. that, I guess. Right. <laughs> so since you've been able to kind of step back a little bit and kind of do a little more planning and a little more opening up, once we are back to normal, are there any plans or ideas that you want to implement on the show? Uh, one of the first things we want to do is put, we have a podcast from uh, the Kenneth Brewfest that was in February where it was the brew fest where we went out and talked to all these different places and we just haven't put it out because <laughs> we haven't been together to try and put this thing together. So that's the first <laughs> thing we're going to put out. But I think we really just started doing on location very recently, um, definitely within the past six months. Um, so we haven't really done that a lot. Uh, we just really got hooked up with the equipment. Um, we got this new road podcaster that's very portable. It's, it's very easy to set up to take. You have to, you bring this one board and that's it. You don't mm-hmm. have to bring the computer. You don't have to bring the mixer. You don't have to bring seven different things. So it makes going to these breweries and different locations a lot easier. Um, I'd love to go to more brew fest and do those kind of things. I'd love to take it when I go on vacation in two weeks down to Berlin, Maryland, and take it down to Burley Oak and sit at the, the bar and talk to different people. And, hey, what are you drinking over there? Come over here and get a little bit more organic type of listening and feedback going on. Um, one of the things I loved about the Facebook Live is people commenting live and being able to ask questions as you're talking about something. Um, somebody can ask me about this beer that I just opened. They can ask me where I got it if I didn't happen to be talking about it. Um, having that listener interaction, I think, is a good thing, and I'd love to be able to figure out a way to get that into our podcast more. Right on. I, I, I think that's a, a – I really like the idea of just going to a brewery and kind of just posting up at the bar and just having casual bar conversations. Mm-hmm. I, I think that would be really interesting to see how that, how that would go. I Let's think do 20, 30 minutes with the brewer, uh, 20 minutes with the, uh, with the owner, and 20, 30 minutes with whoever's walking by. Mm-hmm. Have uh, have either of you seen the YouTube channel All Gas No Breaks? No. Yes. Okay. Well. <laughs> yes. Okay. Well, Adam's on the board, uh, Mr. Steve. For you, it is a basically a channel where uh, this guy goes around interviewing people, and he just lets people go, and it's people from very interesting walks of life. I will say, in in. <laughs> interesting to make it clear <laughs> but uh yeah to check out some of his videos but i feel like that's a lot of what you're going to run into at breweries and he just lets people talk he just puts a microphone in their face and just lets them say whatever they want it's a hilarious channel 
and I suggest everybody check it out. But yeah, as long as you put a disclaimer saying that anything they say is not your opinion, you right? Know, it's their own, all that up. good stuff. Yeah, <laughs> right. How about it? Yeah, I don't. Th- I don't think that's a bad idea for a beer podcast to do that at a brewery. I'm just saying that's probably the product you're going to wind up with is drunken <laughs> all gas, no breaks. <laughs> I'll take that. I'll take that every it's once. Not a bad idea. <laughs> so here's an idea that might be something interesting for a brewery to do if they are able to have a, a microphone set up at the bar and not not just record everything that's going on, but if somebody wants or has something they want to say pull out the microphone, put it in front of them, hit record, and see what comes out. you got one minute. Go. Yeah. I, I think that would be an interesting twist on a brewery. It would be a, a very unique uh, experience, especially when you hear fun. things back again. That's a yeah. uh, – okay, so here's a 90s reference for everybody. Oh, boy. Taxigab Confessions. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, all right. Little, yeah. little HBO after dark. Yeah, little HBO after dark. You're talking taxicab confessions, but you like just tip a dollar per minute. And yeah. you get to spill your soul into a microphone. <laughs> yeah. Patent pending. If anybody comes up with that, we want our cut. That sounds like a good thing for couch. <laughs> it really does. Yeah. Almost you like think- you could have you know, have it on a couch and call it like a therapy session. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody get a hold of Bobby Nacho. Ah, I'm sure Bobby's listening. <laughs> Shout out to Bobby buying buying a nice good good shirt from us from yes. tpublic.com. <laughs> Keyword Hop Nation USA. Yeah, search it. All right. Well, I think hopefully if there's any other beer podcasters out there listening, they were able to take away some good ideas and some ways to keep yourselves motivated and going through this pandemic. Yeah, if you haven't figured out your show during this somehow i think what a lot of mr steve was talking about is you know good to follow be willing to reach out to people that you didn't before get those guests because your audio sucks <laughs> <laughs> well that's the, th- the one nice thing is that people in this industry are passionate about about beer and they want to talk about it they want to share so if you if you give somebody a platform to do that Chances mm-hmm. are they're going to jump at the chance as long as you, you know, are able to facilitate that in a reasonable fashion. Plus, everybody wants to have some sort of human contact. Well, there's like, that too. Yeah. Right. Like, of course, they're willing to share because they, they need somebody to talk to. <laughs> Yearning to just get things off their chest. Yes. Yeah. So give people a platform. It's, you know, it'll work out for you. And then hopefully we can get back to good potting. Hopefully. Yes. Hopefully. Uh, in the meantime, let's jump back to good, good beers. Uh, the Mule Fuel from Aslan is top-notch as far as I'm concerned. All right. That's I'm it. It's just, <laughs> it's, it's just a very good, sweet, fruity IPA. It has everything. I'm down. <laughs> so you have to hope you can find more. You won't be able to find more. <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> no. So enjoy that while you can. It's Mr. Steve? I will definitely say you said sweet. I think I got you beat in the sweet department. This is definitely sweet. Um, But if this is the kind of beer you're after, this is going to be right up your alley. Um, If you like those fruited Berliners, hop out and get this one. It's not going to disappoint you. Right on. The the Four Seasons, the the live lager, not bad. Uh, I don't think it's the best lager I've ever had. 
but it's probably one of the top five lime beers that I've ever had. So it's good. I like it. I'm glad I have a four pack of it, but I don't know that I would go out and buy a keg of it. Okay. So here, here's the test that I always put against lagers it is, is it better than Bud Light or yes. Miller Court? Okay. See, that's all it is. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's an easy <laughs> test to beat. That's with a low one. bar. I know it's a low bar, but that that's a very important bar because we have had some loggers that didn't pass it. Ooh. So, yeah. yeah, all all you need to do is beat that bar, and then that just makes you a better product. <laughs> yes, yeah, and it needs to it needs to be purchased instead of. Right, exactly. Support that brewery instead of Macro. <laughs> yes. All right. All right. Well. With that, we're going to end segment two, and then we're going to come back with segment three, and we're going to resurrect a very old segment. This really is an old one. Yeah, it's one of our first segment games that we've ever played, and we're going to resurrect it for Mr. Steve because we're going to put him through the paces because John did not show up. (laughs) (laughs) F. John. (laughs) All right, we'll be right back. Hey everyone, my name is Drew and I host a podcast called Dudes with Brews on a Porch where we let the drinks flow and the conversations go. Each and every week, me and a friend of mine, we sit down, we try a different craft brew, usually from the state of Wisconsin, and we just sit down and have a conversation. We talk about all aspects of life. Once a month, we talk about paranormal stuff and we always have a good time. You can find our show, Dudes with Brews on a Porch, on iTunes, Google Play, and anywhere else you find your podcast. Grab a cold one and hang out with us each and every week right here on the porch. Welcome back to episode 162 of the Hop Nation USA podcast. It's segment three, and we have a new beer. I'm going to go first this round because you know what? It is time for Deserty Boy Fat Fats. Man, I hope there's a picture. Oh, there's a picture. It's just from our good friends at Abjuration. Oh, that little guy. Yeah, Deserty Time Fat Fats by abjuration also known as the mint chocolate chip milkshake ale version 1.0 version 1.0 it's their first release of it it tastes exactly like mint chocolate chip ice cream i don't have to tell you (laughs) (laughs) that's the description yeah the only thing is is it is disarming because if you look at the color which you can see on youtube it is a bit of an orange orange is just base malt color Mm -hmm. because that's all it is, is it's working off their milkshake base, which they've employed for a lot of this series. And they all kind of have the same color to them, but the flavors are insane. Nice. I, uh, I, I, I hope it's a good one. I won't try it. That is, that is one I won't try. I just don't like mint chocolate chip. Yeah, well, I did want to get this one on the show, but I wasn't going to force you to drink this one. So that's why we're doing it on the Zoom episode. <laughs> this worked out in perfect. In studio then. episode. <laughs> nice. So, Mr. Steve, what are you uh, sipping on? Uh, I busted open a single cut. Where's the name out here? Uh, Shoegazer. Triple dry hop IPA. Uh, doesn't say any different hops in there. Uh, 7.5. Uh, pretty tasty uh, standard IPA. This is uh, this is not an Adam segment by any stretch of the imagination. No. Mint chocolate and triple IPAs. No. To... Now hold on, is that triple dry hopped or is it just a triple IPA? Because that's a triple little... dry hop. Ah, okay. yeah, it's only seven point five. So. Yeah, yeah, because the triple IPA should be about eleven five, and you don't and climbing. 
Yeah, you don't. Say, th- I was gonna say you don't completely hate those, Adam. <laughs> no, because at that point you could pack so much malt in there. Yeah, <laughs> that you can try to at least get back even with all the all the hops. But the uh, the triple dry hops, yeah, something tells me that's not my jam. Not saying it's not a good beer, just not my just not my jam. But uh, what might be my jam is this beer from from Hop Farm. This is their cocoa dessert porter. Uh, Hop Farm, they're they're based out of here in Pittsburgh. Uh, they're one of the older breweries. They've been around for a good five six years now, at least that. Yeah, I would say they're kind of first wave, I guess, if that's what right. you want to call it. They're kind of first wave. Them and Roundabout have been down in the Lawrenceville area for for a minute. Yes, a minute and a half. Uh, but uh, 6% ABV, 35 IBUs. Uh, it's uh, an American porter with coconut, hazelnut, and vanilla. Is this one new? Because I don't, I don't know. It doesn't sound familiar to me. It is, it is fairly new. Okay. Um, I, I went on to, uh, well, untapped because I had to, I had to try to find some additional information. It only had like 60 some check-ins. Okay. So that's, that's fairly low, but, uh, taking a couple of sips of this, it's good. It's got a good, good bit of roastiness to it. I For like sure. It. For sure. Yeah. They're, they're a brewery I'd like to feature at some point. I would too. But I don't know. We just <laughs> everything doesn't fall into place. Hop we'll farm, if you're if hop farm, if you're listening, reach out to us. We'll put something together. But uh, in the meantime, though, it's segment three, and that means it's time for fun and games. And as I mentioned in segment two, we're resurrecting one of our oldest segments, and that is the pare down. The pare down. For those of you not aware, is there any music? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> No, I I am. Pear down, pear down. <laughs> well, Good there off. might be now, yeah, <laughs> and that is recorded, so we can use that later. <laughs> Good enough. Uh, no, I'm very lazy with my production sometimes, <laughs> and other times I'm not. <laughs> but uh, this segment is very simple, and we just take the uh the, basically take the piss out, out of being a cicerone and rather than pairing beer with cheese we pair beer with everything even abstract ideas that's where i go cicerone oh no you don't oh no <laughs> we finished that we finished that era of the show a long time ago <laughs> did, did you did you watch the entire series i did I, I think we should carve out a minute and talk about it okay what'd you think I don't think it's as bad as some of the beer folks made it out to be. There's obviously somebody in there that knows a little bit about what's going on. My biggest problem was it's just not that funny. And yes, I like that's that a pretty big of, problem okay. with the comedy show. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's not horrible, but it's, I really love the league. And I know a lot of those guys that did the, the league were involved with this show. So that kind of, it, it disappointed me a little bit because I feel like the league was such a good show. The way it hit fantasy football, if you're a fantasy football guy, and still weaved in real-life stuff, I thought was great. They didn't do that with this, and it it just wasn't as funny. I really liked the white, uh, the, the German episode, the uh, white power episode, uh, Weiss, Weiss power. 
You, you want to qualify that a little bit more better. <laughs> <laughs> they have a wit beer that they, you know, they wanted it to be a uh, about the white beer, right. but it ended up being white power in German. Yeah, yeah. So they attracted a white supremacy, which, you know, they didn't want. But the one girl was really good looking, so the guy had to try and hook up first. But right. That was my favorite episode. <laughs> I did like the Cicerone bit because I felt I find the Cicerone thing funny, and I like that they made fun of that. I, yeah. I would admit I, I thought that was the best bit of the whole show. Probably, right? Um, it just wasn't. It just wasn't as funny as it needed to be for a comedy. Yeah, I, I and I think both Adam and I agree in that like they didn't get a whole lot of the beer stuff side of it wrong. No. Just the same, just the same way the league didn't get a lot of fantasy football stuff wrong, and they also had like fantasy foot, or you know, they had football players on as mm-hmm. guests. So yeah, that was an interesting part of the show, but the it failed on being funny. Right, and that's that's a real hard point to miss when it's you're like supposed to be a one. comedy. Yeah, that's the part you want to really get into. Yeah, it's like you don't want to get all the beer Easter eggs in there. Because there's like a lot of beer Easter eggs and beer trivia and like, oh, yeah, that's actually a part of beer culture. There's a lot of that in there. But when it's not funny, that sucks. <laughs> yeah. You lost, you, lost, you lost the hook. Yeah. I, I will say we will not be reviewing it if there is a season two on the show. <laughs> I will allow that. it. <laughs> yeah. I am saying that. I will quit the show. I will have other guests. <laughs> I can get wow. Dennis to zoom in. <laughs> you go right ahead. All right. Uh, we've talked about that show for, for long enough. Ad nauseum. Yes. Yeah. Back to the pair down. Again, the pair down is our segment in which we allow guests to use their imaginative brain to pair situations and circumstances and food to their favorite beers and so we're just going to give you know mr steve a chance being that he's from the other side of the state i'm sure he has a very not different palate but he has a lot of more access to other beers that we don't have so he'll give us some interesting answers and give you some interesting suggestions uh i'll start it off real easy for you though we're in the middle of summer it's hot as balls, and we're all trapped inside. So what beer would you pair with sitting on the couch and your balls sticking to your leg hot? <laughs> that can happen when it's cold, too. Just let's not... It can. It can. Put that just in summer. Uh, for me, uh, I went with a newer one, uh, and I tried to stick with a little bit local for my answers. Victory Brewing is right down the street from me, um, and they put out a new one called Hazy Summer Love. They took their Summer Love Blonde Ale and kind of hazed it up a little bit, put a little bit of uh, hops in there, and it the result to me is almost like a it's like a pale ale almost. It kind of tempered both uh, both beers down a little bit, but it gave, gave it a real easy drinker. It's only six percent somewhere around there. I don't know the exact ABV, but I definitely something as it's hot it can be refreshing um but you'll be able to take back a couple of them and not have to just have two or three and be done right on on. so uh you know last week i don't know if you know this or not but we had the victory java cask on 
Nice. And that's the complete opposite direction of what you just <laughs> talked about because it is a 13% stout. <laughs> uh, I'm going to, yeah, 14 something. Yeah, 14, it's a heavy yeah. hitter. Yeah, so that's the exact opposite direction. So only drink the Java cask if you have that really good air conditioning. <laughs> <laughs> and you have house. it cranked down. Yeah. So, so Java cask day is one of my favorite days of the year. It's always the Wednesday before Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. My family, we host Thanksgiving here, so I always take off that Wednesday to help get the house ready. But in the morning time, they release Java Cask about 11 o'clock, and we'll go five or six of us sit and hang, get there about nine in the morning and bring a couple line beers and hang out in line and, and get our Java Cask, and they always open up the restaurant and have some, some brunch specials on. But I still have... Regular Java Cast, Maple Java Cast, the Ride Java Cast, the Vanilla Java Cast. I think I still have Ooh. a model of all of those floating nice. in my uh, in my uh, cellar here at some point. But uh, that's a, a favorite day of mine is definitely Java Cast Day. Nice. I don't don't blame you one bit. <laughs> and they're they're about fifteen minutes from my house, so they're they're really close to me. Victory yeah, was nice. probably my first. A brewery craft beer experience, you know, going to them. And even though I was only drinking their Brandywine Valley Lager at the time, um, once we started getting into the Golden Monkeys, and, and that was definitely a gateway for me to, to come into the craft beer game. Nice. That's, that's a good way to get into it. Yeah, it's a real, that's a real hard one to pass up when you have Java Cask 15 minutes from the house. Yeah. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Adam? So I, I guess I'll take a stab at this. Uh, balls, balls sticking hot. Not just balls hot, but balls sticking hot. I, I, I want a beer that is obviously refreshing, and it's one that I don't necessarily want to think about too much at the same time. Uh, so I'm going to go with the Great Lakes Lemon Hefeweizen. It's a new one that came out this, this spring, this summer. Uh, it's, it basically is, you know, you take a, a Hefeweizen and you kind of rattlerize it. Uh, but you don't lose the ABV as well. It's still up around 5-6%, uh, but it, it's really refreshing. You don't have to think about it too much. And the other nice thing is it's easily accessible. So if you drink a lot of them, you don't have to worry about it. You know, you can go find more. Because if it's both sticking hot, you're not going to care about stuff like that. You're just going to want something refreshing and quick and easy. And, and I think the Great Lakes will do that just fine. Fair enough. Yeah. yeah. Uh, honestly, I, I already talked about the one I would pick earlier in the episode. It's the Abita Subtle Tea, which is their Earl Grey and Lemon Tea beer. That one is incredibly light and refreshing. And it's as close as you can get to an alcoholic Arnold Palmer without getting into something that's like spiked tea or, you know, from... Uh, whatever four loco or some goofy shit like that (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's still beer (laughs) so i've i've got i've got a another question for you i guess i should say another category we're just going to jump right in so what beer would you pair with the first unabated tailgate that you're able to go back to where no restrictions crowds are at capacity everybody's there four hours before kickoff or first pitch or whatever event that it is that you're attending what what is the beer that you're pairing with that so we could definitely get into you know steelers eagles you know flyers penguins we could get into these battles i'm not gonna not gonna go there right now at this point we're all coming together just for we're all sports. coming together 
tailgate beer, I got to have something that I'm drinking a lot of. It's going to be a long day. I'm getting there at, at 9 a.m. for the for the 1 o'clock Eagles game. Uh, I'm going with Baby Juices. It's a, a session IPA from Stolen Sun uh, up in Exton, PA. It's just a really good session IPA. It's got the low ABV. It's 4-3. Um, it's, it's light enough. It's crisp enough that I can enjoy the flavor of it, but it's not going to kill my palate if I'm trying to eat some other stuff. Uh, it's got just enough kick to it that it's enough flavor to keep me interested and the ABV is right to, to let me go all day for. Right on. Steve, I'll, assume, I'll say big Steve. I assume you're going to a Penn State tailgate. No. <laughs> all right. Hey, in this fancy, fa- you know, fantastical world, you're th- going to a Penn State tailgate. I think, I mean, I, I think if first sports back, it might be the Pens. Ah, that's a good, that's a good call as well. Pens might be first sport back. So if I'm going to a Pens game. You got to go to Toronto, though. I'm fine with that. <laughs> <laughs> I've been to Buffalo. That's close enough. So I can go, I can go a little bit more. Uh, first Pens game, I mean, especially if we're in Toronto, you got to have a Puppers. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> To be fair. To be fair. To be fair. <laughs> I don't know what that is. You got to help me out. Oh, uh, Letter Kenny references. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> I've never seen that. Oh, check you it should, out. It's a funny you show. Do yourself a favor. Check I've it out. Uh, Adam, what would you be drinking at your first tailgate? Everything. <laughs> All. All of it. All of uh, the above. Yes. Uh, if, if I had to have just one. That is I mean, a that tough. Is the segment, right? No, no, I understand that. Uh, <laughs> I would just be so excited to be tailgating again. Uh, but I think I would have to go with a uh, a beer from Four Points called the Sour Cerveza. Um, it's a uh, a beer that kind of replicates a margarita, but what's nice is it's only about four and a half percent ABV, uh, so you can drink it all day. But it's interesting enough that you'd want to drink it all day. And it's, it's, it's sour without being obnoxious. Uh, there's some, some sour lime-ish beers that are just way over the top. This is not it. I find this would be a great one. If I had a 12-pack a of it, I'd be doing all right. Yeah, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. That tracks. <laughs> and what's wise. your – we got pens over here. What would be your first tailgate? Like, what do you want to go see first? Want to go see? That's a tough one. But I would probably – it, if I had to have a choice, I'd, I'd probably still go to a Pirates game uh, simply because that's, that's what I, you know, that's what I tailgate for, Pirates games, and then I go into the, the ball field to sober up. That's a great move. <laughs> I, I've heard nothing but good things of, about that, that stadium, and I really want to get up there to see a ball game. I hear it's just such a beautiful stadium, such a beautiful atmosphere. I, I got to make the road trip out there. Hopefully one of these years then uh and check it out. Well, yeah. if and when that happens, let us know. We'll uh we'll take you around to a few breweries, we'll have us a time. There's yeah, there's a number in the area. Um the stadium itself though is probably one of the most beautiful in the country. Without a doubt. Possibly possibly second to Giants Stadium. I haven't been, but they're both very similar construction. Mm-hmm. And then maybe Diamondback Stadium, but that's just a lot of bells and whistles that one has. 
So I, I will give the, uh, the ballpark at Camden Yards a shout-out. Oh, uh, that's the granddaddy. A, yeah, that, that one I think is what ushered in all these other beautiful ballparks. That was the OG. Okay, so yeah. Shout-out yeah. to Baltimore. Baltimore. Just for the baseball, though. All right. The next category is going to be a little bit of a tough one, and it's going to be super divisive, and that's oh, great. Boy. And that's great. What – and you also have to specify mm. which cheesesteak place you're getting it from. Ooh. But what is your cheesesteak beer? All right. I'll take the cheesesteak beer. My cheesesteak place is Jim's on South Street. If I could have any cheesesteak in the world, that's where I go. Uh, the Pats, the Genos, no way. I love Jim's <laughs> on South Street. There's some local places near me. The Craft House has a really good local cheesesteak. But if I'm going into the into the city i'm going to gyms i'd have to bring the beer with me because i don't think they'd have it there i'd go with the tradition pills from east branch brewing in downingtown uh those guys love to make classic pilsner uh lagers uh and the tradition is just just a solid pilsner across the board and i think it would really not compete with the cheesesteak uh as far as the flavor pairing it i think they'd be very complementary to each other uh and that's where i'm going i'm going to gyms with a tradition from east branch sounds good uh for myself i've actually only had gyms so i was just i was wondering <laughs> if you know there was a pat or gino's taking this but if we can go across the board gyms that's fine too because gyms cheesesteaks are pretty bomb great the beer i would go with though is the Schlenkerla Erbach. Uh, it's a smoked beer that tastes a lot like bacon. And I feel like it would only add to the cheesesteak. Just because the, the whiz and steak are good flavors up front, but you add a little smoky bacon to it and it could be better. All right. Can, can I just go to Permanis instead? No. <laughs> Somehow I knew that was going to be the answer. Yeah, the Permanis doesn't even really do cheesesteak no. proper. You no, can go. You can say Pat's. Pat's does good cheesesteak. Yeah, all right, we'll go Pat's. What the hell? Because I'll admit I am not well versed when it comes to the cheesesteak. Uh, and by Pat's, I mean Patrick's Pub out this right, way. Right, not, right, right. I, I assume not that Pat's not, <laughs> not Pat's. Yeah, not the Pat's V Geno's. Now I'm not going to get involved in that. I, I had no desire to get involved in that. Uh, <laughs> But as for the beer, I know the brewery, but I'm kind of torn on what beer to bring. Uh, and I'm torn between two. One, uh, the brewery is going to be Spoonwood. Uh, and I'm torn between the Cold Drip City and the Working Class Hero. But I think I'm going to go with the Working Class Hero. That's just a, uh, a good drinker. I, I love hearing all these different breweries from you guys. I'm literally like making a list on the, on the right side of my screen here of these different, <laughs> uh, different things I got to try. Well, if sure. it, when you come out to uh, to see a game at PNC Park, we'll uh, we'll either go there. Or we can collect the cooler of stuff. I get the feeling I'm going to need a new liver if I actually make this trip, but <laughs> I'll do what I got to do. This is a fact. <laughs> and being that there's like uh, there's a handful of cities that will kill your liver, but I would say Philly, uh, New York, Pittsburgh, uh, Asheville, and yeah. Boulder. <laughs> Mm-hmm. You got to throw Austin in there as well. Austin. Yeah. Austin will kill your liver. Honestly, there's like three cities in Colorado that'll kill your liver. <laughs> right. Right. And San Diego. Yeah. yeah. San Diego. Oof. <laughs> 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 so yeah, I'd, I'd have to go with Spoonwood. I'll bring both. What the hell? 
It's my yeah. answer. All right, fine. <laughs> What's your next category, Adam? So my next category is what beer are you going to drink after you are able to get your first haircut and beard trim from a professional? Not just at home, not just a quick cut, but your first actual haircut and beard trim. Seeing as this is a beard cast right now, what beer are you drinking with that? I actually went and got a real haircut. Nice. I did get a real haircut. I had to wear the mask. Um, and I, when I called, I said, I want to, you know, can I get a haircut and a beard trim? And they said, oh, we're not doing the beard trims. And I was like, okay, well, just the haircut. That's fine. Um, when I got there, the guy said, I said, I know you can't do beard trims, but can you give me some tips? Because my was all over the place. Full I lumberjack. Looked like, I looked like David Letterman. It was very David Letterman-ish <laughs> if you've seen him recently. Um, but he said, I'll hook you up. So it just hold your mask. So I held my mask and he, he at least shaped it. So I have at least a little hmm. shape to it. Um, so I've had that experience. It was, it was great. Uh, it was not the wife giving me the COVID cut. Uh, it, was, it was so nice to, to get a real haircut. I'm going with an other half broccoli IPA. I love the other halves for the hazy IPAs. I don't drink them all the time, but when I'm in the mood for them, the other half, there's something about their mouthfeel, their hop combinations that I just love that uh, combination. And, and that's what I'm going with after my, uh, my haircut and beard trim. Nice. Nice. Big Steve, what, uh, what do you got on tap? Um, my answer is it's gotta be something classy. Cause I got to feel like I accomplished something and I'm about to do something classy. <laughs> There's a reason why I cut my hair instead of just having the, the Yarmer Yager back end right now. <laughs> uh, it's gotta be a barrel aged and it might just be like a worldwide stout or it might be that worldwide stout utopius. Utopius. Yeah. They, they, they aged uh, worldwide stout in some utopius barrels. Nice. It's out there somewhere. I haven't seen any, but it's out there. So I've seen it at the, they have it at the brewery and okay. at the dogfish brewery. And when we go on vacation, we go through Rehoboth. We normally stop there for lunch. My, my family actually loves the food there, um, but they're not open right now because stuff in Delaware is closed. So I don't know right. if we're going to stop, but I'm definitely going to pick up a couple bottles of that, even though I think it's like, 33 bucks a four pack something pretty yeah. steep like that but uh but i've heard great things about that beer uh you got a venmo <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk we'll talk we'll Fair enough. <laughs> so yeah that it'll be my celebratory beer i've made it how many fucking months now it might be seven eight months without a haircut at this point because <laughs> I, I was i, I was yeah, due, I, I was due one before quarantine so yeah that's the way I was. I was ready to get one in March and then everything shut down and my wife gave me the COVID cut in I think start of May, maybe end of April. Um, so then I was ready for my, for my next one. Yeah. I, I've been growing out since, since March as well. And I, I, I am to the point of, do I let it go or do I shave it off? So I'm kind of thinking about just letting it go. How far I can go in terms of the hockey hair, how much sick flow I can get. Get that Everybody cabbage. Wants to test their limits. <laughs> that cabbage going. Yeah, sweet head of lettuce. <laughs> All right, quickly, what beer would you pick then? So, uh, 
You pretty much stole my answer, Steve, but something has to be big and celebratory. And I was actually thinking the Worldwide Stout as well. So well, you can have the OG and I have the Utopias. <laughs> yeah, all right. That's yeah. easy enough. Yeah, there you go. All right. Well, that's how the Pair Down works. We find our way to pairing beers with events in our life as best we can. Hopefully, we all get the beers that we all want. And all the events that we want as well, that yeah. we talked about. Yeah. I'm more worried about the events than the beers. Right. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> but eventually, Mr. Steve will make his way out to Pittsburgh, and he'll bring Utopius with him, and then we'll show him Hitchhiker and Dancing Gnome and other Hitchhiker that's in Mount Lebanon and Grist House. <laughs> <laughs> and abjuration and everything else that's out here bring a big cooler got it indeed uh in the meantime though mr steve why don't you give out plugs for everybody so they can find they might be bru- or i said they might be bruised as in they might be giants, <laughs> giants. Might be giants. <laughs> close enough yeah give out give out plugs so everybody can find might be bruised on the internet so if you want to listen to me, my buddy, John, who was unable to make it tonight, shout out, John. We love you, John. Wish you were here. Um, might be bruised everywhere. Might be bruised on Facebook, Instagram, uh, Twitter. We're all over those. Uh, you can find our latest shows through those. Um, if you're looking straight on podcasts, look on the Might Be News Network. Um, you'll find our podcast. You'll find Might Be News, Sports uh relatable radio a couple other shows hopefully we come back uh stronger than ever with this but again if you're looking for might be brews hit up facebook hit up uh instagram and twitter uh at might be brews on all of them we like to put out a lot of pictures we like to put out a lot of content uh so give us a follow and uh we appreciate uh thank you guys for having us on me on uh and um hopefully uh we'll get get to have you guys on our show a little bit here Sure. Sounds good. Look forward to it. Yeah. Uh, you know, we'll have to split it up though. So like Adam will do half your show and then I'll do the second half <laughs> just to pay you back the same way for John not showing up to ours. So. Yeah. <laughs> do it. Stick it to him. <laughs> nah, we'll, we'll, we'll both show up. Um, but yes, if you want to find us on social media, all you have to do is search Hop Nation USA and that'll get you Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And if you want to listen to brand new episodes of Hop Nation USA podcast every Friday, as you should, then search Hop Nation USA on your favorite podcatcher like Stitcher, Podbean, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, uh, any other cast, Philly cast, Pittsburgh cast. We're on all of these platforms. But if you're on any of them, leave a five-star review because... We are a six-star show, but they only let us use five. And that's a bigger crime than Gritty being a respected mascot on social media? Ew. Really? Damn right. <laughs> Damn right. We're not no on this Gritty train. <laughs> We're not on this Gritty train. Iceberg for life. <laughs> yeah, You know where Iceberg peaked at? Sudden, sudden death. Uh, sudden death. That was a shining <laughs> moment. We know. <laughs> but no other mascot has ever been killed by Jean-Claude Van Damme. So fuck. <laughs> so there's I, no said, I don't think that's the way you want to sign off with our guest, Steve. <laughs> Sorry, I get combative. <laughs> that's all right. We'll do it. Ready for life. I'm just saying, no one else has got killed by Jean-Claude Van Damme like that. Ready <laughs> for life. Oof. 
<laughs> Gritty Oof. looks like he steals cigarettes at bus stops. <laughs> and he does. <laughs> uh, well, thanks, right. thanks again for Mr. Steve coming on from My P Brews. We had a lot of fun. Hopefully you guys learned something about podcasting and beers in Philadelphia that you can pick up that are good for you. Uh, that's it for us for this week. Next week, we'll probably be in the studio in case you haven't picked up on the pattern yet. <laughs> we're, <laughs> we're doing a Zoom episode and then a studio episode. That's the best way to quarantine, I think, because that's how we figure out, you know, who has symptoms, what we can not. <laughs> but yeah. Plus, I got a big ass table here in the uh, the townhouse. So yeah, indeed. So we'll see you next week with something new. Mr. Steve, thank you again for coming on the show. Thanks, guys. Had a blast. All right. Bye-bye.